Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, we appreciate you following with your friends, family, and associates. We've got a wonderful show for you today. Well, let me talk a little bit about last week. Last week, we spoke with Gate.io, Chief Marketing Officer, Maria Tibet. Gate.io is one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world with over 1,200 different coins, 10 million registered users. Marie, she helped us understand the world of crypto, Bitcoin, NFT, Metaverse. She helped us understand the market conditions, things that people should consider before they get crypto or NFTs and stuff like that. What a wonderful episode. Hey, if you go to the savingwithsteve.us website, that's a savingwithsteve.us website. You want to go to episode 75 and you're going to see Maria and Gate.io. This week, we're going to talk about real estate. It's been a crazy situation that's coming up here with real estate because interest rates have gone up. To help us understand or make sense of what's going on here for right now in the first part of 2022, we have real estate expert, Glenn Henderson. Glenn's going to give us a rundown on real estate market so far in 2022, what we can expect for the rest of 2022. And if you're still looking to sell, he's going to go through his patented five components for selling your house for the most amount of money. Now, next, I'm going to be talking to you about three simple debt reduction techniques that you want to utilize to reduce your debt. You know, this is, we thought this was very important, especially with all the inflation that's going on now and the fact that the Fed is increasing interest rates. And that's nuts because that means your loan costs go up, your borrowing costs go up, all those things are going up. You're going to see other companies going up. You're going to slow, it'll slow things down. People will be buying less. So it'll be very interesting. So it's really important that we look at ways of eliminating our debt. First big tip, you want to write down everything that you're spending, not just for one month, but take the last three months. So that means the credit cards, the debt statement, your checkbook, get those all involved, write down everything, break it up between meals in, like buying food at the store, meals out, that means going to Starbucks, that's getting coffee, that's going to in and out, all those type of things, the restaurant stuff. Uh, buying gas, the cost of electricity, gas, water for the house, your cable bills, your mortgages, your car insurance, your cost of, uh, uh, of your health insurance, your house insurance, your you know uh, everything that goes along with anything and everything that you do. Take a three-month average because that way it'll give you a good idea of where your expenses are. And then you want to average that total and say, hey, look, where's my income? Okay. Then you'll know how much you have the ability to save and put towards the reduction of debt. When you take a look at all those expenses and you see all the credit cards and debit cards, take a look at ways you can eliminate expenses for things you're not doing. This is real interesting. You sign up on a dating service, a food delivery service, 
or a Netflix or streaming service and you find out, hey, I haven't used it in 30 days, get rid of it. Now you might say, well, that's 10 bucks. That's not a lot, Steve. Well, the reality is every little bit counts. Many times on my show, we've seen people look at their cable bill and realize that I'm spending $250 on cable and I got all these packages, but I only maybe watch one or two channels of each. And if Netflix is costing me five or 10 or $15, but this cable package is costing me 30 bucks a month, why don't I just get rid of the cable package and reduce my cost in hand? In fact, many people say, hey, let's get rid of cable altogether. I'll just keep the internet services and buy streaming services. In fact, one of my clients bought internet services got AT&T Live, and you can also get Hulu Live, which means they can get live TV, and they bought one or two streaming services. So they went from paying $250, $300 a month to about $160 a month. Now, yeah, that's $150 a month. That's $1,800 a year. Now, that's more money that you can put into pay down debt. You start looking at eating out. Hey, how often do I need to eat out? Okay. And how can I reduce this? How can I find ways to reduce and eliminate expenses when it comes to my food costs? or my car insurance, shop around, my cell phone bill. Talked a lot, there's a lot of carriers here. A lot of them are in the 5G networks. They have the coverage because they're using somebody else's, but you can, you don't have to get stuck with a carrier for three years. Quick tips for you to actually help you reduce debt. And you know what, you're gonna stick with us. We're gonna be right back talking all about the real estate market here with Glenn Henderson. So we're gonna take a short little break and go from there. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. So this week we're talking about real estate markets. We've had interest rate increases to help us make sense of what's going on here in 2022, because it's a big change from 2021. We have real estate expert, Glenn Henderson. Glenn is going to give us the rundown on the real estate market so far in 2022. Hey, what we have to look for in the rest of 22, especially with the rate increases. And you know what? Many people are looking to sell their home. So if you're looking to sell your home, this is most important because Glenn's going to provide us five key components for selling your house for the most amount of money. Glenn helps people all over the place. He's going to give your information. Last time we had a number of people who just wanted to reach out to Glenn. So Glenn, I want to thank you for coming onto the show and sharing your knowledge. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Always enjoy being on here with you. Yeah. You know what? You're a super busy guy. So let's just kind of get right to it. <laughs> 2021 was a bumper year for people selling at high prices. 
Um, first part of 2022, how, how did the first part of 2022, we're talking just a, for the first quarter here, but how did the first part of 2022 go? It exceeded everybody's expectations. So, so far in just the first quarter of this year, rates are higher than they were expected to be by the end of the year. We've had more appreciation in the first quarter of this year than was expected for the entire year. So it's gone much faster and it's been a different market than anybody expected or any of the economists forecasted for the year. Oh, wow. Okay. So what's really happening with the rate increases? Cause I'm seeing it at five. What will, what will that do to the real estate marketplace? And then after that, let's talk about supply and demand. <laughs> yeah. So this week we actually now, um, after the end of last week, going into this week, we're now at above 5%. We're at about five and a quarter on interest rates, which is um, the first time in over a decade that we broke the 5% mark. Um, but it's had the opposite effect on demand is what you would think. Because normally rates go up, you see demand start to slow, but instead it's increased demand. And what it is, is basically buyers are trying to get in before rates continue to go up because that's what is expected. So we've seen an uptick in demand overall. Um, the level of overbidding um, has uh, slowed down slightly, um, but the number of people overbidding has increased on the property. So we're seeing more offers again, um, more people overbidding, but the amount of the overbids has just calmed slightly. And that is an impact of the um, higher rates. So instead of having 10 or 12 people bid on a house, you have five, but they're all overbidding. You don't have the one that's going low because everybody knows if they go low, they're not even coming close. Or actually, instead of five or six overbidding, which we had January, February, now we're seeing 10 or 12. So we have even more, more buyers. Wow. It's just you know now where some may have been at 80,000, 90,000 on an overbid, we might be at 60,000 on an overbid now. Um, but there's actually more demand right now because everybody's trying to get into homes before prices and rates continue to go up. And summer starting and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's, that was interesting. I, I would think it would be the, you know, I, I don't live it like you do. That's why it's important for everybody to see. So when it comes to demand, our, uh, you, we talked about um, the demand for the houses are there, but what about the properties? I mean, are we seeing more and more people put their houses up and move out a state? What, what are you seeing? No, we're not. And that's the big problem. And that's what's been um, the lack of inventory. Um, so for San Diego's market, we're down about 40% from this time last year. So the lack of inventory um, with the demand that we have is what's really pushing and driving the home prices. And that's why we're seeing so many offers on every property. That's why we exceeded the um, appreciation that was forecast for the entire year. We exceeded that in two months of the year. And that's not just in our market, but that's pretty consistent through most parts of the country. It's the lack of um, lack of supply or the lack of homes that's on the market, which is the big challenge right now. And one of the challenges for people is we I have a lot of people and there's a lot of people that are would like to sell, but there's nothing that's on the market. So they don't want to put their homes onto the market when there's no options for them to buy. So they're not putting their homes on the market, which is impacting or just it's this it's continuing this effect of no homes coming on. Um, so we have the people that just don't want to make a move. And now with rates up significantly, people that may have bought two or three years ago that are in excellent interest rates, they're looking at these new rates and they're saying, well, if I sell now, 
and I move my money over into new property with 2%, 2.5% higher in interest rate, it's going to be a significant jump in payment, even though I have equity to move. Mm-hmm. So they're not wanting to make moves right now either, which is affecting the number of people that are putting their homes on the market. Wow. Yeah. So are are we still with the that many people being, it sounds like they're being five, six, seven, eight, ten percent over over bidding, mm-hmm. and maybe even more in some cases. Um, are we seeing um, people waiving inspections and things like that? Yep. So the inspections, it's case by case. That's the least common that we're seeing, but we are seeing a lot of people agreeing to as is, and they're taking taking properties in condition that you know normally they wouldn't have done three, four years ago in a more normal market. Um, appraisal contingencies on almost every offer are being waived. So meaning the buyers are agreeing to make up any difference if the property doesn't appraise or they're writing in that they'll make up a specified amount. For example, they'll cover 20,000 in difference or 30,000 in difference if the property doesn't appraise. So that we see in almost every offer. And then a lot of lenders now, what they're doing is they're going through the full underwriting upfront so that then they're getting their buyers approved. And then that way they can write a non-contingent or no loan contingency so that they're able to compete with the cash offers. Yeah. And now speaking of that, doesn't your firm work with people who are uh, looking to compete if they, you know, they're trying to do all the financing and everything? Um, Doesn't your firm do something like that? Yeah. So we're partnered with one of large national bank. So we have a couple unique programs. One is it um, basically we get people approved so that they're fully underwritten where they can write an offer that's equivalent of a cash offer. But then another as or another component of that program is that they have a cash offer program. So if we're competing with other buyers that are cash buyers, the bank will basically step in, buy the property all cash. We can close as quickly as seven or 10 days. And then our client buys the property from the bank at the same price. Um, so it gives us a way to compete and um, stand out against the other buyers. So that's a great program that we have that's really been helping a lot of people. And then we have another program that when somebody does have a home that they need to sell in order to buy their next home, basically we're able to help them buy before they have to sell their home. So that way it alleviates those fears and concerns with the low inventory and allows them to move on their schedule. So basically what it is, is with the bank that we're partnered with, they um, there's an agreed upon um, initial payment that they will give to the, and basically buy the um, our client's property once we've identified and gone into escrow on their um, new home that they're buying. Mm-hmm. So they get their initial payment that allows them to buy, move into their new home. Um, okay. They get settled in the new home. We get their old home staged, any work, repairs, touch up we need to do, we get that done. We put it on the market, we sell it, and then they get a second payment for the remaining um, upside um, with it. So it's a really neat program. There's um, only a couple companies that uh, have access to this. And it's been in the challenging market we have right now. It's been an excellent program for all of our clients. And it's really helping a lot of people make that transition smoothly and alleviates a lot of that stress. Now, what about people who are looking to buy homes to turn them into rentals? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money going, still continuing to go into the um, the investment properties um, from institutional um, buyers, um, your medium range or scale buyers, and a lot of just individuals because the return that you can get um, on rental properties right now is far exceeding anything you're getting anywhere else in the market, even with rates going up. Because not only have home prices gone up significantly, 
rental um, prices or rental amounts are, are through the roof right now. So there's a lot of people buying for the purpose of holding as investment properties. So in other words, they don't mind paying top dollar because they're going to get great rents. Exactly. Yep. Between wow. the appreciation and the, um, the the long-term appreciation and then just the rents, the immediate rents that they're able to capture, the um, the home prices are not pushing those people away. And it's and a lot of that is because there's not anywhere else in the market that, you know, it's hard to find those type of returns that you can get in real estate anywhere else in the market right now. So when we start looking at the rest of 2022 and we see a few other rate increases, what what it, is there, you know, because we have all this demand um, and low inventory, do you do you feel that the demand and uh, will just continue on the way it is? Um, or will there be less and less people able to buy a house? How, how do you think that's going to, to work out? So in the short term, I think it's going to um, continue the way it is, but it's going to slowly start to taper because as rates continue to go up, and prices continue to go up, it's going to hit a point where people are not be able to afford these higher prices. Mm -hmm. So do you expect to see that happen sometime um, um, this year? Or do you see you expect to have that sometime next year? I think we're going to through summer, we're going to see um, inventory start to go up quite a bit um, from where we're at right now. Um, I think the demand is going to meet um, that inventory. And then I think by fall, we're going into um, the end of fourth, end of third quarter, into fourth quarter. I think that's when we're really going to start to see things starting to level off or maybe even drop a little bit. Okay, perfect. Hey, look, everybody, you want to stick with us? We have Glenn Henderson here, real estate expert. He's going to be filling us in a little bit more on the market in just a few moments. We just got to pay a couple bills. We'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Hey, if you're loving this show and the other ones, all the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information uh, on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to check out our YouTube channel or Spotify channel, uh, Google Play channel, so you never miss a show. And check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio New York City, all these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Hey, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can go to Saving with Steve Sexton. That's Saving with Steve Sexton on Facebook. You can get all the replays, exclusive guest gifts, the whole shot. Hey, we're back here with Glenn Henderson. This has been a mountain of information so far with Glenn. He's talking about the ins and outs of the market. 
Um, you know what, Glenn? One of the things I wanted to talk about is there's a number of people who want to sell. And even though they're getting offers over and above, you have a five components that people need to take a look at or to do in order to sell their house for the most amount of money. So could I have you walk through those uh, with us here? That would be just wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the things we always say is, especially in a market like today, any house is going to sell, but they're not all going to sell at the same price. Um, so the more that you can do and the more the better system that you have in place for it, that's how you're going to be able to directly impact the price and ultimately get the highest price for your home. So in our five steps, the first step that we always focus on is our pre-inspection. So what we mean by the pre-inspection is we like to take care of the inspections that the buyers would typically do once we get into escrow up front. And the reason for doing that is we want to identify if there's any issues or problems that um, potentially could cause a hiccup or a challenge once we get into escrow. And typically in a home sale, uh, when the buyers complete their inspections, it becomes a second point of negotiation where they're trying to requ request credits or repairs be made. So by doing everything up front and providing all of that information to the buyers before we go into escrow as we're negotiating the contract, makes it much easier to negotiate the as-is sale and then eliminate any of those problems that could arise while we're in escrow. And especially too in today's market, where a lot of times buyers are removing their appraisal contingency, they're removing their loan contingency. So the only thing left is their inspection contingency. So if we take care of all this up front, provide that, negotiate the as is sale, then it eliminates that one area that we could potentially have issues once we get into escrow. Uh, one of my clients who, you know what, they put their house in the market. Uh, in fact, it's not a client, it's a neighbor. Uh, they put their house on the market um, and uh, they didn't get a pre-inspection. Uh, they obviously didn't sell it with you, uh, but here's what occurred. And once the, the buyer did the inspection, they came back and identified like eight or 10 different items. All in all, they weren't little big items, but they wanted, they ended up, you know what, signing off on $30,000 reduction in the, in the sale of their house. Because the they made the whoever their uh, real estate agent did, which did a good job, made it sound like it was more than what it was, uh, and they probably could have spent five, three or four thousand dollars fixing it themselves as opposed to negotiating down the price. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is, and that's why the reason we want to do this up front so we can avoid that. Because a lot of buyers know that that it's a great opportunity to try to renegotiate price once you get into contract. And a lot of times too, once sellers get to the point of being in contract and you're a couple weeks in, as a buyer, you have them in a position where they're, it's unlikely that they're going to want to cancel. Um, so they're going to concede to some amount of credit or repairs because they just don't want to go through the whole process over. So by taking that opportunity away, it just makes that transaction much more smooth for the seller and puts the seller in really a position of control throughout the transaction. That's wonderful. Okay. So let's talk about staging. Yeah. So the second is staging. Um, and the staging I like to talk about is really two parts. So there's the staging part that most people are familiar with, which would be bringing in furniture um, and you know, which would be a vacant home, but we also do staging on occupied homes. So it may be taking out some of the old dated furniture or furniture that's worn, or maybe there's just no furniture in a room. So we'll work with either the homeowner's current setup and stage around it or stage together with it, or on a vacant home, we'll bring in furniture, but it also means decluttering, 
uh, removing a lot of the personal items, you know, family photos, things like that. Um, curb appeal is a big one. So whether it's um, freshening up the lawn, trimming trees, bushes, planting colorful flowers, pressure washing the exterior, cleaning the windows, pressure or um, steam cleaning the carpets, but it's all those things to improve the overall appearance of the home, to make it show in its best light. Because what we want is when somebody comes in the home, we want to be them to be able to envision themselves living there. So that's why we want to take down personal um, photos, personal property, things like that, because it eliminates those distractions. But we also want them to come in. And even if a home's dated, we just want them to look at, okay, that's something I could upgrade at some point, but we don't want them to look at things and think, oh, I need to fix that. I need to repair this. I need to have this done right away. So that's how by doing all of these little things in the staging and that preparation and making it show in its best light, we're able to directly impact the price and get top dollar. That's great. And what's the next one? Yep. So our next one is the uh, pricing. Um, so pricing is extremely important where um, one of the biggest mistakes that sellers make is overpricing their home and putting it on the market for too much. And then by doing that, what it does is basically it reduces the amount of interest and activity that you're going to get, which then directly impacts the number of offers that you're going to receive. And one of the interesting dynamics right now that we have in this market is because we've been in the seller's market for so long and overbidding is happening on every property, when buyers are looking at properties online um, or you know, at an open house or anywhere else, automatically in their mind, they're assuming I'm going to have to overbid and I'm going to have to overpay um, on this house. I'm going to have to go over the asking price. So whether it's you know, 30, 50, 100,000, depending on the price point, they know that they're going to have to do that. So if you put a price too high at a property and sometimes what you'll see is sellers say, well, you know, Prices are going up X amount every month. I want to put it, you know, this much above my three neighbors that just sold. Well, then buyers are looking at that and thinking, okay, well, this is already more expensive than the neighbors or the other homes. And then I'm going to have to pay another 50,000 on top of this. It's too high. So you want to make sure that you're in this market underpricing or pricing a home even a little bit lower is much more beneficial than pricing it a little bit higher because you're going to get the bids, you're going to get the competitive overbidding, which is going to directly impact the price. Um, in a more traditional market, you may not have the overbidding, but you don't want to be that home that's overpriced because as you start to reduce your price and as you spend time sitting on the market, buyers are looking at the property and think there's either something wrong with it or it is overpriced. So they know then there's that a opportunity or ability to come in and under asking price. And it puts them basically in more of that position of power or control when they're negotiating versus if we're priced accurately and we're getting multiple offers and we're the one that's dictating price. I see. So and, uh, now marketing, that's a biggie. Yep. Yeah. Marketing is a huge one. So marketing in any market, um, but we, what we need to do is we need to get the home in front of as many people as possible, because the more people and more eyeballs we can get on the property, the more interest, um, the more showings and the more offers we're going to get. And that's how we're going to ultimately get the highest price. And one of the things that we see so often in our market is the lazy or unexperienced agents that just do the passive marketing. Basically, they put it on the MLS, they put a sign in front, and then they just wait for people to call, wait for something to happen with it. We're our marketing systems designed to actively get the home in front of as many people as possible so that we can ultimately get increase the interest and get you the highest price on your home. So that's everything from notifications around the community, um, 
the open houses, all of the social media marketing, our internet marketing, video marketing, everything is designed to get it in front of the max um, audience, both locally, nationally, and um, internationally, because we do have so much money coming in from overseas buyers. Yeah. And then the last one is negotiating. That's that's the biggie. Yep. And the negotiating. So when we talked about the pre-inspection, we kind of touched on it, but basically there's two points of negotiation in the contract. You have your initial point of negotiation, which is when we're receiving the offers and then um, negotiating to get the price up. And every market, there's going to be a different strategy um, and a different way to handle it. Right now, we've got a very good system where we have a specific day, which is Wednesday or Thursday that we go on the market. We begin showings Friday. We show the home for a set period of days, which is usually four to five days. We have an offer deadline of usually Tuesday. But what we want to do is we want to maximize the number of showings. and We want to make sure that we're getting as many offers in hand before we start the actual negotiations. And a lot of times with the inexperienced agents, we'll see them recommending to the sellers to take the first higher offer that they get. And a lot of times the sellers are leaving money on the table because they didn't give it enough market exposure and they didn't give it enough time to get additional offers on the home. This is a wonderful system. So Glenn, how can people get a hold of you? So you can reach me anytime at 619-500-3222. Want to go to our website? It's um, mypremierhomes.com. Mypremierhomes.com. Everybody, this is Glenn Henderson, real estate expert out here in San Diego. If you're looking to sell your house, you want to have a chat with Glenn. You definitely want to relaunch this video and learn those five key components to selling your house for the most amount of money. I want to thank you all for joining us today. I want to thank Glenn Henderson for joining us today and providing that wisdom to all of our listeners. Y'all have a wonderful week and we'll look forward to seeing you next week at the same time, same place, right here on The Saving With Steve Show. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.